Getting Better Healthcare is brought to you in part by Leo Pharma. Every American is acutely aware of the issues surrounding our healthcare system. We know miracles can happen, but we find ourselves bombarded by conflicting information and are uncertain of what and whom we can trust. We have some of the best medical care in the world for those who can afford it. Incredible new drugs that change people's lives but can be very costly. Many of the best doctors the world has ever seen, but not all are perfect. That's why Dr. Steve Feldman created the show, Getting Better Healthcare, to help walk us through the labyrinth, helping us understand how to take better care of ourselves and to better understand the challenges, issues, controversies, and complexities of our healthcare system as it exists and as it could be. For better healthcare and a better healthcare system, listen to the doctor. Now, here's Steve. Welcome to Getting Better Healthcare on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Steve Feldman. Well, if you've been a regular listener to the show, you would know that I usually introduce myself as Dr. Steve Feldman, founder of the DrScore.com physician rating website. On today's program, we're going to talk about that website and about physician rating. We're going to discuss why I started a website where people can rate their doctors online, what some of the problems are and advantages of doctor rating on the Internet, and some of the things we've learned from the data that have come in about American physicians on this doctor rating website. Let's first start with how the idea of starting DrScore.com, the physician rating site, um, came about. I'm a practicing dermatologist, and I was seeing patients regularly, and I thought I was doing a great job giving patients great care because I care deeply about the patients I see. Well, the medical center at which I work decided to start doing patient satisfaction surveys. It was somewhat of a pain in the neck. Nobody in our practice liked it, and people were filling out forms or using electronic boxes in the middle of the clinic, and it was, it was quite a hassle. And it was only done certain weeks of the year, and people were on their best behavior those weeks. There, there were a lot of problems with how it was being done. Anyway, I got my first patient satisfaction scores back, and many of my patients loved me, and some said they wouldn't send their dog to see me. And I thought, wow, um, they must have been talking about one of my partners. Uh, but then I realized they were talking about me, that there were, there were times when I was leaving patients feeling like I wasn't the caring doctor that I am. And I found the, the data be extremely helpful, and I thought, well, surely there's a better way to get patient satisfaction data than the way we're doing it. If I put it online, if I let my patients fill out surveys um, on me online, they could do it at home anonymously uh, and make sure they, they felt comfortable giving me open, honest um, uh, comments. The cost of doing it online would be very low. And then I thought, you know, it would be good to put the comments online for the whole world to see so that people could see what kind of job I was doing and how well other doctors were doing. You know, if you look at your information on doctors from newspapers, uh, the cover stories would give you a very scary picture of how well doctors are doing. You might read stories about doctors cutting off the wrong leg or abusing children or giving the wrong blood that caused some severe reaction. Uh, and you wouldn't read about any of the millions, millions of office visits that happen every day at which patients get great care. 
So it seemed like the idea of an online doctor rating website would be beneficial for doctors so that the patients could get to see how good doctors were really doing. Uh, it would be beneficial for patients uh, because it would give doctors feedback uh, so they could do an even better job than they're doing now. And it would give patients a way to find doctors, find doctors with high scores, and um, reassure the public about the quality of care physicians were giving. Starting an Internet website nowadays is not a complicated procedure. Uh, first, you just have to get a list of the 800,000 doctors in the United States and then merge that with a survey. And I thought a basic survey would be good enough. And then um, I happened to luck into the fact that um, one of my colleagues, Dr. Roger Anderson, is a world's expert on patient satisfaction and had developed an interactive survey that let patients give their doctors detailed feedback, the kind that was detailed enough so the doctors would know what kinds of things needed fixing while minimizing how much time it took to do the survey. So if there weren't any problems in general, there were no more questions. But if there was a particular problem area, the survey would ask more questions and drill down. Well, I can tell you what my patients thought. They, uh, on a 0 to 10 scale, my patients thought I was about a, a 9.1, and my mom thinks that's pretty good. Um, the survey, after um, tens of thousands of ratings were in, gave us a lot of information on the kinds of things that patients care about. They report that the waiting time and access on the phone is important, the doctor's communication is one of the things they talk about frequently, the doctor's personality and demeanor. Um, patients obviously care about the quality of their medical care, the technical competence of the physician, but on the survey they don't talk about that very often. I think they take for granted that doctors who've been through the kind of rigorous certification program that we've discussed on this program in the past um, are going to provide good technical care. Um, but following up on laboratory tests, ease of referrals, the quality of the facilities are all things that, that they're thinking about. And in particular, the things that patients don't like include poor access, poor communications like poor listening skills, lack of partnership, not adequately communicating information, poor follow-up on, on issues, and perhaps worst of all, a lack of interpersonal skills. You know, many patients might say something like, this doctor didn't seem interested in my health. Now, I can tell you from my perspective, all the physicians I've seen are deeply caring about patients. Uh, they spend years of their lives. We've talked about what's involved in medical school, what's involved in post-residency training, what's involved in continuing medical ed education throughout a physician's career. They care. Um, but even when they do care, they may not always seem like they care um, if they come to a diagnosis too quickly or don't appear to do a thorough examination. Now, those are issues that patients certainly um, care about. And interestingly, it's not just what the doctor does. It's also the context in which the doctor presents it. The most caring doctor in the world, if they have a messy waiting room and a surly staff person, it's likely that the patient is, uh, many of the, the, that doctor's patients are going to think that the doctor's uncaring um, just from the context in which the doctor is presented. Now, that topic 
If you want to know more about it, it's covered in my book, Compartments, uh, which is available on Amazon.com. I'll provide a link to the book um, on, on the show's website. Well, what have we learned from online rating about the quality of care being provided in the United States from patients' perspectives. Each year, the Doctor Score website puts out an annual report card, and I'll also provide a link to this report card. It shows many of the, the, the data that come in um, and how it compares to years past. This year's report was based on over 36,000 ratings, uh, perhaps not surprisingly, most of those ratings were put in by women. About two-thirds of them were put in by women. Um, and um, generally speaking, people were, were quite satisfied with their care. Some of the things that, that people you know, believe about American medicine, that doctors keep patients waiting a long time, um, half of the visits had waiting times of 15 minutes or less, and over 80% had waiting times reported by the patients of less than 30 minutes. If you're waiting more than half an hour with your doctor, that's unusual. People also worry about very short visits with their doctor. Two-thirds of the visits were reported by patients to be more than 10 minutes. Less than 10% of the visits were less than five minutes. If, you're, if you have an appointment with a doctor that's less than five minutes, um, either the problem isn't complex uh, or it's, you know, it, it's quite unusual. It actually happens less than 10% of the time uh, at the visits reported to drscore.com. Um, patients expect to have you know, a visit of 10 minutes or more. For the, for the visits uh, that were 10 minutes or more, the, doctor, the, the average doctor rating was 9.2 on a 0 to 10 scale, where 10 is the best it can be. I mean, th those are pretty high ratings. For those visits that were less than ten, per, for the, that were less than five minutes, which again account for less than ten percent of the visits, the, the average doctor rating was an abysmal two point seven out of ten. Keeping people waiting also um, hurts patient satisfaction, but not quite as much. If patients were wait, waited more than an hour, the average score was only three point five. When patients waited uh, less than 15 minutes, again, the, the average doctor rating was 9.2 out of 10. Um, if, you, if you keep people waiting a long time and you uh, spend very little time with them as a doctor, uh, you're asking for trouble. I mean, it's like the worst of all worlds when it comes to patient satisfaction. Now, one of the problems with doctor rating is making sure that you have a representative sample. Um, if a doctor has just one rating on doctor score, it, it's, it's not likely to be a very representative score. You can imagine if you had 100 doctors who were all the same. All of them got 10s from nine of their patients and zeros from one of their patients. Uh, if each of those doctors had one rating, you'd probably see 90 doctors with a perfect score of 10 and, and 10 with a perfectly bad score of zero, and yet those, all those doctors were really the same. So you're looking in doctor rating for represent, representative scores, and that's one of the things doctors, you know, fear of online rating is that uh, patients will see scores that aren't representative and um, think ill of physicians. Well, 
We've looked at the doctors who have 10 or more ratings, and in 2011, of the nearly 300 doctors who had 10 or more ratings on Doctor Score, their average score, their average score was 9.2 out of 10. Patients love their doctors. Now, you don't read about those on the front pages of the newspaper, so it's, it's, it's um, often hard to see. But my 9.1 out of 10 that my mom thinks is a pretty good score puts me in the bottom half of American physicians when it comes to patient satisfaction. Patients love their doctors so, so much. Now, patients did report things that could be better about their visits to doctors. And the main thing that people said could be better is doctor communication. So even when the doctors are doing a pretty good job, patients say that there are aspects of communication that can be better. Um, More time with the doctor, addressing patients' concerns, answering questions, um, spending time talking about the patient's emotional well-being are among the most common things that patients would like to see improved. Okay, so there you have it. Some of the advantages of doctor weight, uh, doctor ratings is that it lets the public see how doctors are doing, and that's good for doctors. And it's also a, a very easy, inexpensive way for doctors to get feedback from their patients. In fact, um, the way Doctor Score supports itself is from physicians who pay to get their patient satisfaction reports from the Doctor Score website. This is. This way of doing it is an easy way not to survey patients one week uh, during the, uh, a couple times a year, but to survey every patient all year round and to collect great data, uh, better data than you might get on a paper survey because it drills down in problem areas and gets the specifics, and it lets patients give open comments too. Probably costs about a tenth of other commercial ways of getting patient satisfaction to the doctor. Um, but most importantly, I think it, it makes medical care more transparent. It lets the public see how well doctors are doing. Now, the main limitation of it is that the scores may not be representative, especially when there's only a few scores on each doctor. So what's the solution? Is the solution to ban doctor rating? Well, first of all, I don't think that's practical. And secondly, I don't think it's helpful. And third, it, it might even make look, doctors look bad if they, when they try to ban doctor rating. It makes it look like they have something to hide when, in fact, just the opposite is true. American medicine has a cadre of physicians that's probably never been better in the history of mankind. And it's something to celebrate, something to let people be aware of. So I encourage you, go and rate your doctor online now. Um, at drscore.com, D-R-S-C-O-R-E.com, and help build a rating database that lets the public see how doctors are really doing. If you have the um, opportunity to share uh, the Doctor Score website with people on your email list or perhaps on your Facebook page or on a link on a website, please do. I think that the website and doctor ratings in general are going to be most valuable to people when there's representative scores on doctors to see. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's discussion of doctor rating and doctorscore.com. On our program next week, we'll be joined by 
Dr. Cynthia Kelker. She'll be discussing with us her, her new book about Armageddon Medicine. Um, here we've had a show today that talked about how great it, um, people think their doctors are. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about things you can do yourself uh, without a doctor. Uh, because in uh, Armageddon, uh, you're not going to have access to a physician. I hope you'll join us. I'm sure it's going to be a very entertaining program. Getting Better Healthcare has been brought to you in part by Leo Pharma. Our theme music is by the incomparable Michael Zioli. Until next time, I wish you the very best of health. Thanks for listening to the show today. Remember to go to DrScore.com to get and give feedback about your doctor and to read others' recommendations about doctors in your area. It's a way to choose your path to healthcare empowerment. That's D-R-S-C-O-R-E.com, DrScore.com. And we'll see you next week right here on Getting Better Healthcare. 